Welcome out there to another awesome and riveting episode of The Album Argument. Thank you for joining us out there in podcast land. I am Ryan. I am Jeremy. And we are so happy that you are here with us today as we talk about a pretty cool record by a pretty cool, kind of weirdish band. Uh, Jay, why don't you take over? Yeah, a perfect circle. What? Wait, or APC. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's not a square. Pump the brakes. Or a rectangle. Let's name other shapes, too. A rhombus? No. I know. My kids come home. They're in kindergarten. They go, oh, we did this shape and this shape. I go, I forgot there are that many shapes around. They're learning so many things. Is it possible to actually draw a perfect circle without the use of a compass? Uh, You got me. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know. Maybe you should ask uh, Maynard or Billy about that. Maybe we should. The two main members and... APC. So, so who are we talking about again? So again, up a perfect circle. A perfect, a perfect circle. I always say uh. Uh. A uh, perfect circle. A lot of people just refer to them as APC. APC. Right. So uh You down with APC? Uh yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know yes, me. Yes, I guess I am. So this is their <laughs> second album, 13th Step, released way back in 2003. 2003. Now, can I can I actually just interject and make a comment here? Sure, of course. The album is called what? 13th Step. One more time. Thirteenth step. And how many tracks are on this album? Twelve. Twelve. So is the thirteenth step turning off the album? Uh, so if you think about, uh, so this is somewhat of a concept album in terms of the various kind of the the themes, right? Yes. So of addiction. So if you think yes. of the twelve step program. Mm-hmm. And this is 13th Step. So maybe a missed opportunity. Maybe they should have had a 13th song. I think they're, I'm, I'm pretty sure because Maynard, knowing, well, I say knowing him like we're best buddies, but knowing Maynard, he is very precise in his lyrics and stuff True. like that. So there is a reason why it's called the 13th Step all the way down to the fact that there's 12 songs. Yeah. So um, I've never really thought too much about that. Outside of uh, it's great songs and so forth, but I just thought of that the first time I was listening to it all the way through. I'm like, track 12. I'm like, all right, so there'll be one more. Nope, it started over, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it's called 13th Step. There's got to be 13 songs. So the 13th step could be okay, there's the 12 yeah. stages of addiction and so forth. That's and then, it. you know, you go on to, as you said, you turn off the album, but maybe you have a, a brighter outlook and maybe get through <laughs> yeah. whatever struggles you're going through. So for those that are unfamiliar with APC, so it is uh, Maynard James Keenan yep. of, you might've heard this other band, Tool. Tool. Right. And, and I just want to pause you right there. He is one of my army brothers. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, he's a military army veteran. Even though, again, we've never met, we don't know each other, we are brothers in arms, and I'm very proud of that. Totally, totally. I am not much of a tool person. Uh, Are you you a tool or a a tool person? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, (laughs) Wow. Uh, Okay, so there are tool songs that I absolutely love, like 46 and 2, love that song. I also love uh, the O'Keefe Music Foundation uh, the the kids that do uh, different Tool songs and stuff as well, they do great covers of Tool, even including down to the point where Tool has even commented that their their performances are like spot on and beautiful, like sober, the pot, and forty six and two, great great recordings of Tool songs. Those are actually the ones that I probably really enjoy the most. Also, like Schism and stuff as well. Yeah, so. yeah. So I agree. I'm 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 too much of a weakling for some of Tool. Right. So I, you know, don't go so heavy in terms of 
some of the music and yeah. some of the, the and that's fair the, the 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 content and what what you know just um I don't know yeah just just musically but I respect Tool like crazy oh gosh yes as musicians they are like top notch like beautiful musicians they you want to talk about the the I know this is we're supposed to be talking about a perfect circle but we're talking about Tool and you can't in my opinion you can't talk about one without the other especially Correct. because it's through Tool that a perfect circle became a band yeah um, and it's a reason why you know there are big gaps in ABC's yeah. release catalog exactly because, you know they're both doing so the other the other member is Billy Howardell mm-hmm. and so he was a guitar tech for multiple yes. bands and then he kind of saw Maynard and they were friends and then said hey I've got these songs do you mind singing over them and and we have APC. But as musicians, totally a tool. Uh, they are some of the most precise like musicians out there that record right now. You want to talk about like, I mean, down like time signatures, rhythms, uh, even chord structures. They they do some of the most obscure chord structures and make them work in 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 like obscure scales, I guess, as well. So very, very respected in that field of music theory. Yeah, so if you're into that, then you love Tool, and I found that I think a lot of Tool people like A Perfect Circle, Yes, but then some might say, yeah, you know, that's kind of more pop, because A, B, a Perfect Circle, ABC, is definitely more of the- It is definitely more. More streamlined. Yep. Um, I don't know how much Tool is played on like the late night shows, but I was looking up A Perfect Circle, and they've done everything, right? I've heard them refer to as Tool Light, you <laughs> yeah, know, but- Exactly, yeah, so- Tool Light is for me. I'll just go ahead and say. A Perfect Circle. I love A Perfect Circle. I do not own any Tool records. I own songs that I've downloaded and stuff, but I own A Perfect Circle albums. Nice. Did you own this one? No, I did not. I purposely did not buy this one, and I can can explain it now if you want me to. Yeah, because I I figured that, so again, going that this is their second album. So I expect that everybody probably knows, if you know A Perfect Circle, and Mm -hmm. I'll refer to this later, the A Perfect Circle sound came from their first album. Murder Gnomes. Murder Gnomes, which was maybe, uh, what, two years Two years before it. I have that one. I love that record. That is a solid, beautiful record. It's not perfect. Not perfect, but it's really, really good. I love how heavy it is. And um, I forget one of our friends had this, and we were listening to it in their car, and I, I just kept thinking, like, this isn't the same. This isn't the same. Like, you know, and I kept repeating that to myself. And it's like, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. So I never bought this album because of that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I the reason for picking this is that I, I expected everybody had the first album. Mm-hmm. Um, A Perfect Circle just has a certain sound. Billy writing, again, Billy Howardell writing most of the music and then Maynard James Keenan coming in with the words, and they just go together. Kind of like last album, last week with ours, they do and have had other members, like James yes. Eha, tours with them, and mm-hmm. they had uh, um, drummers here and there and so forth, but it's pretty much these two, so I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but it's pretty much those two. Well, I wanted to ask you about James Eha, because um, I have not looked into this album or anything like that. Does, does he play on this record? I don't believe he played... On this album. Well, then particular. there definitely is some Smashing Pumpkins influences on this album. Yeah. I mean, which, which, cause I knew James did play with them and stuff. And, uh, I couldn't remember if it was just studio work or session work or if he actually just toured with them. Yeah. Mostly touring. Yeah. And, but I felt like when I was listening to this, I was like, dude, there's, there's Eha in here. I could feel, I can feel his, his tones and his rhythm structure and stuff. Yeah. James did not play on this in particular. Um, uh, 
Josh Freeze was the drummer for this. So he's a very f- popular kind of session drummer. I came across his name because he actually ended up playing drums for Weezer. For yeah, me. he did. Yeah. He was an, un- an unofficial member of Weezer for a while. He, uh, James Freeze got his, or is it James or Josh? Josh? Josh Freeze. He got his start playing, I think, in, uh, in the Vandals. Yeah, and then like Devo and yeah. some other bands. Very and lots of lots of session. In terms of a session musician, he's the one. He's that, incredible. Yes, I, I believe he also played on like the Vines records and yeah, know, Get Free and stuff like that. And he's no longer in the band now, so that's why when I went yeah. to just say it's basically Maynard and Billy. Yeah, and they have they've had some other members there too as well. But um, yeah, so it has a certain sound. It was mixed by Andy Wallace, who also mixed. Well, should I talk about it? No, never mind. I won't talk about it. No, he mixed, mixed Nevermind. So Andy <laughs> Wallace. Had to throw that in there and various. <laughs> you other, are full of jokes in this episode. Pretty much any rock that you know of from the 90s into 2000s yeah. was mixed by Andy Wallace. Yep. So it sounds great, right? And so Murdenoms, however you want to say the first album, it's good. I like it. Maybe some songs are better than some of the songs on this album. Yes. But when I listen to it now, this one is just clean in terms of, let's say, technical aspects. I like how you you said you like a good opener. Yes. I feel like the package is a pretty cool opener. This is a great opener, uh, even down to the percussion. Yeah, exactly. It's phenomenal. Yeah, so I think they took the first album, which was great. You know, Billy's probably writing that over years of being guitar tech in this. He's got all these song ideas. Maybe he had some of these. I think the story goes vanishing was maybe an outtake, or maybe it could have been on the first album. Mm -hmm. Other than that, these are all new songs. And so, yeah, I think when I first heard it, and I'm pretty sure I bought it when it came out. Uh, the package into Weak and Powerless into the noose, I think. Bam, Solid. bam, bam. Just one, two, three. Blue is uh, somewhat of a single uh, as well. It's it's cool. It's catchy. And so um, it's got some ups and downs. The Outsider was also a single. And so um, it just has a lot of that typical kind of... So when I say typical APC is kind of the 6-8 rock. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you listen to the first album and this album, it's pretty heavy, but it's very melodic. Yeah. So that's when, you know, Tool Light comes about. I'm okay. I like Tool Light. <laughs> I like that. So for those that are out there that love Tool, maybe you don't like this. So I wanted to give you something that as I was looking through albums that I said, okay, this has a good opener. So yeah. maybe let's see if Ryan agrees. And I know that you liked a perfect, or that you were aware of a perfect yes. circle. I had that feeling that you might like them. So I'm very interested in maybe your best and worst. So as I said before, thinking like listening to it years ago, thinking like, it's not the same. It's not the same. So I never picked up the record. I was glad to actually, when you gave this out, I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is a reason to get back into it and listen to it again. Give it another shot. Overall, it's a good record. I'm not going to buy it. It is a streaming record or certain songs from it are streaming uh, for me. Um, but I do still feel like, again, as we said here, it, you know, it's light. Uh, I feel like this is a very mellow album compared to what came before it. Now, of course, yes, there's heavy parts on this record. Uh, and those heavy parts are good parts, but I found myself a lot of times going, oh, come on, keep going. I want more of that, you know? like, And some of it was just a little bit more chill. So I can see why some people would actually really love this record for one thing, and maybe some people don't like it for the other, like kind of like me. like It's not quite what I expected, but it's still good. Good under that umbrella of good. Yeah. And so reading a little bit into the album, so 
some ideas that, uh, you know, saying that Billy Howardell writes the music for the most part and Maynard's kind of pushing him to be a little bit more melodic, let's say. But if you, just so you know, Billy Howardell does have a, a solo album, essentially, that yes. is very heavy and very, it's like very yes, typical, but still kind of singingly and very melodic. Yep. A perfect circle sound. So no, and, and, for those out there, you might check that out. And it does seem like where the first Murder Gnomes did not, it was pretty much just Billy with Maynard singing. This does seem more like a collaboration. So that would definitely would influence the shift. Yeah. But I, uh, I still, uh, I still listen to this over Murder Gnomes just That's because uh, quality wise, like I, I tried to go back and forth and yeah. That one's just not as mixed well in t- today's time that I wish. Maybe that gets maybe a remix yeah, or something. It needs to be remixed. Uh, but there's some really good songs on that one. But anyways, so we're yes. not here for we're not here for murder noms. <laughs> but uh, but if I have to Sorry. be critical, so but uh, but it's tough to say because that kind of set up a perfect circle in yeah. everybody's mind. So give it to me. Which what is your best and worst? So as we've been as I've mentioned a bunch, like a, a couple episodes ago, I said for the next couple episodes, you're going to hear me say the importance of opening tracks. The package is a great opening track that sets the standard. You hear this song, you know what the album's going to be. You know what's going to be coming out of it. And I love it. Um, I want to first start by saying that the nurse who loved me, I am a huge Ken Andrews fan, huge Ken Andrews fan. I first discovered Ken Andrews around the time of 2001 to 2003, where, you know, we make the jokes that all my albums fall into, uh, with his band, the year of the rabbit. And I don't, do you remember them? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, I, I remember hearing this song called absent stars and just falling in love with it. And then, uh, seeing the name year of the rabbit i bought the ep and then i saw them live um year of the rabbit and it was really good uh i bought the album love the album love the ep and i was like who's the main songwriter ken andrews so come to find out he's in this band called failure as well and through listening to their music the nurse who loved me love that song it kind of had like a weird james bondy feel to it yeah. uh, the failure version uh, and then when, so I was listening to this album and all of a sudden it came on I was like, what? They covered failure? Like, wow, this is cool. I think the version on here is actually pretty good. It's not my favorite cover song out there, but I feel like they did a good job because they changed it enough that it is separate. It's a separate song, but I don't know if it necessarily fits the record. I agree. So that being said, I'm not picking that one as my worst or, or anything like that, but uh-oh. I agree. Oh, okay. No, okay. I just, I just, I oh. agree that um, I'm not picking it as my least favorite or worst track, yeah. but I'm not sure it needed to be here. I don't think it needed to be on there. However, I do like it. I do, I do enjoy it. And again, Ken Andrews, if you ever hear this, dude, I love your stuff, man. You're a great producer. You're a great songwriter. And maybe I should uh, add on musically, it doesn't fit. Yeah. Maybe lyrically, it does. And lyrically, maybe they it just does. Said, totally. Okay, well, it's you know, part of addiction and you, you have the nurse and so forth. So yes. So if I had to choose an honorable mention, I'm going to say the outsider. That song's pretty rocking.
Yeah, it's a single. That's an awesome song. Yeah, it's cool syncopation. It's kind of in three, but also kind of mm-hmm. six, eight. Kind of goes back and forth. Yep. That uh, big chorus, that is typical APC. Yep. I love it. I think it's a great song. It's almost my choice. And it, unfortunately, it came down to like, oh, which, you know, it was really hard to pick between that one and my very favorite. And I know that We Can Powerless was like the lead single, but it is the best song on this record. And I'm not just saying that because it's the single. It is the best song on this record. I agree. Oh, oh, are you serious? Yeah, I'll is go this ahead and two say. albums in a row that we agree on something? On something, yeah. So wow. I think uh, what was it? The least favorite on the previous album, yeah. but uh, we haven't got the least favorite here yet. I don't correct. Think. We so, haven't. But but I'll just yeah, we'll we'll play this. But we I might, agree. We might be throwing chairs at the least favorite one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it starts with bass. I'll just go ahead and say we'll play a little bit in a second. It's the typical APC sound. Yes, yes. That's why I like it. Yeah, and it's it was the lead single, but it's got the big chorus, but it's got bass. It's yes. cool. It starts oh, with bass playing so up good. high. It's got bass in the bridge, so it's great. Let's I agree. hear it. And it's a short song, too. It's only mm-hmm. three minutes. It gets to the chorus. Uh, I don't know. With the bass, it kind of has a tool element to it, right? Yeah, it does. It, it very much does. Because, uh, you know, if you're a tool fan, you know that the bass is just as important of an instrument on tool records as any guitar is. Um, but maybe that's another thing that I that just pulls this, this song out and makes it even better. But, like, it's just such a solid good track. Yeah, it's very clean, too. Uh, it's track two, so it yep. kind of hits pretty early. So, yeah, I agree. I was I was struggling, you know, with a few of the other songs of picking the best, but I'll just go and say I agree. Oh, so no chairs awesome. thrown yet. No chairs yet. Now, we've I've given Jeremy a lot of crap. I, I will be the first one to admit. I've given him a lot of crap for some of his picks in the past about picking songs that I feel like, you know, are not the strong. I'm like, come on, man. You can't pick this as the worst song when it's an interlude or it's this or something like that. But he's always made fair arguments towards his picks. Because so, I'm always right. Well, you're not always right. I'm... I think everybody out there pretty much knows and agrees that I'm actually more right than you are. Uh, you tell us you on tell the us. socials. You yeah. Let us know. Let us know who's more right. Anyways, to get to the point, Lullaby is a, I'm sorry, this is a worthless song. And I hate saying that because, you know, again, we've been criticized for being too nice to the artists and stuff about saying like, oh, this and that. No, this is a worthless song. This does not need to be on the right. This doesn't even need to have the name of Perfect Circle associated with it. I can't believe. There's going to be some chairs thrown. And what I mean by that is there's going to be some chairs thrown at this song together because what? we agree. Oh my gosh. We, d- wow. We I haven't have. agreed on both songs in a long time. I think maybe like episode three with the Jenny Lewis. Yeah. Maybe. That, that we both it. had the, the best and worst. Wow. 
Um, the fan club out there, please let us know. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. When Whoever's keeping agree. the stats. But uh, it, it's interesting because we were listening. We listened to a batch of albums together. And this being Lullaby, and then the Hours album that we did mm-hmm. last week was Distorted Lullabies. Yep. And so I had that in my mind. I go, okay, those are all cool distorted lullabies. Yes. And then we have This is a Lullaby. Yes, it is a lullaby-esque. It's got that cool, it is literally distorted in yes. the song. It's got the cool digital distortion, but that's about it. It just, it doesn't need to be there. It doesn't need it. But I mean, it's track 11. It's it's more mostly instrumental. Maybe... Maynard was thinking that, okay, we're going to call this album 13th Step. And the whole thing is, is like, what's the next step after song 12? But we only have 11 songs. So they're like, mm, let's just go in there and make something. That's the, that's the best way I can describe that. That's, it's just, no, nope. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There, there could have been something else. And maybe the message wise, there's something that we're missing. So you tell us. There probably there. is. There probably is something we're missing. I mean, like, come on, let's admit we're not the smartest people in the world. I mean, I might be, but you're not. <laughs> and we can usually read through things. And I, I don't know. We're not missing anything here. This is, this is not a good song. And, and I would, I, yeah, it's just not. So I would also tie this with some of these songs from Murder Noms. Merdenoms, Merdenoms, how we want to Merdenoms. say Merdenoms. Uh, I think there are a few songs on that album that are like Lullaby for me that yes. I just have to skip. No, I, I will fully agree with you there. Yes, that's not a perfect record. A perfect circle of a record? No, it's not a perfect record. It's But it's got a lot of really good songs on yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of really good songs. So the Lullaby, I think, is a little bit in terms of you hear a little bit of this on each A Perfect Circle album, and even more so in the more recent albums. Like they had one, I think 2018, Mm -hmm. they had one more after this and there's just, it got too much in this direction. No, there's still some of the APC sound, right? And you don't want them to keep doing the same thing. So I don't expect all six, eight rock all the time, (laughs) but it got a little too lullaby S. So in in terms of, I'm not saying don't listen to the other albums, but you know, you you have gold with the first couple of albums, I think with the perfect circle. I actually think the, the more recent one, um, something with an elephant. As I was yep. starting to listen to it, I go, okay, it has too much of lullaby, but it had a few secret songs in it there. It had and a I few go, good Okay, ones. I'll, I'll have to listen to this again. I streamed that one and, and, and wrote down a few songs, and I was like, eh, the rest can, you know, it's okay. I yeah. think it's called Eat the Elephant. Eat the Elephant, Eat yes, the elephant. yes. So we agree. Yeah. So case well, closed. Since we agree, are there any other songs that you feel like stand out that you do enjoy or that we haven't touched on? Yeah. So um, it's kind of hard to play. You mentioned the package, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. play the package. Did we? Did we uh, not? Well, well, we'll play it again if we did. I'm actually surprised that you like that as an opener because it does start quiet. And you've kind of mentioned, hey, it's quiet. It's the percussion. Needs- okay. It's yeah. the percussion. Because the, the beats that the drummer is making, the rhythm that he's playing, he's sending a message like what is coming in this album. And it oh, it's just so good. Because in that case, less was more. You know, he could have come in with something simple, something but like, you know, you know. And playing on like the side of the drum, yeah. you know, like, 
Oh, that reminds me of like, uh, there's a breeder song called the she off of the record title TK and certain parts of the drum parts are played on the, you know, the sides and stuff and, and the rhythm on that. And it's really, it makes the song even creepier and cooler. Same here with the package. Oh yeah. If you listen to any indie rock from the nineties, yeah. I guess maybe going eighties, nineties, and even now today, there's some side stick yeah, here totally. somewhere. So it's very indie, let's say, esque. But yeah, it's it's great. It gets really big. The bass line's cool. Boom, yeah. boom. So uh, oh, yeah. So I would say the package that might be honorable mention. The noose is honorable mention as yeah. well. Um, you said outsider, so I kind of agree with that one. Um let's hear a little bit of the nurse who loved me. See? So yeah, I'm, I was not familiar with the original, so I don't know failure. I'll have to go listen. I did listen to the original, learning that it was a cover, and I said, oh, "Okay, that's why it sticks out." But cool, uh, I'm cool. glad you mentioned the the original more that I'll have to go listen. So yeah, I would say honorable mention that we also kind of agree. Yeah. We we just agree wow, all up this and down. Is this weird, album. man. We don't ever agree. So like this, this is we're now the album. Let's take away the <laughs> argument. The album. We are the album. But anyways, well, can we argue about the cover? Uh, the cover. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of like it, actually. It is pretty cool. So it's Perfect cool. Circle, you have to look at all their albums. Maybe, except for the most recent one, they have their logo. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Which is not a circle. No, it's not. <laughs> Even though it's a perfect. But anyways, I guess <laughs> hence the point. I would say definitely listen through to the last song, Gravity. I mean, the last line of the whole album, in terms of talking with addiction and various stages of getting through something, he says, I choose to live. I mean, which is cool. really cool. So that that is maybe leaving you to determine the thirteenth step, hence the album. Oh man, now that you put it that way, that's beautiful. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah so very good. If only Lullaby was not there in a different song, maybe yep. even Nursing to Love Me. But it's it's a I, I would say it's a beautiful record. So I'd, I would say good job Maynard, good job Billy, good job Billy. And uh, I'm excited. Hopefully they'll keep going too. I, I do admit I should have said that I saw the band live. I think. For this tour. Really? Yeah, with uh, our friend Brian. And at the time, it was a funny reason for seeing them. I mean, I liked The Perfect Circle. I yeah. had this album, but James Eha was touring with them. I go, ah. okay, well, let's go see James. So I don't know if it was this album or maybe, maybe later. I didn't. Or I like forgot. Emotive. To, yeah, it might have been a little bit later, but um, yeah, they're cool to see live. I mean, they, he, I bet. Maynard sounds great. And if you He's check out incredible. any live videos, there's all the very old. Standard deaf videos from the Tonight Show and all that, so it's it's still cool to check out. And doesn't he wear a wig, like a long haired wig, when he performs in it, a Perfect Circle? Of various hairstyles, Hair I would wig, say. yeah, yeah. But he's, he's actually, back. He's like back up on the stage yeah, too, or yeah. we'd say uh, upstage. Yes. So back in the back, and he's got kind of the the whole band is you know he's not the typical lead singer that you would assume. Correct. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really neat. I think for most of the show, you didn't even see him. Oh, cool. Well, out there, thank you out there in listener land for giving us a chance, for sharing our information. Uh, maybe this one you can still share with Grandma. I'm not sure. What do you think? I think so. I think Grandma might still like this. Grandma one. might have some issues with this album, but uh, Grandma might be a rocker. 
Grandma's probably a rocker. Could be a rocker. and um, So let's just go ahead and say share it with Grandma. Yeah, share it with Grandma. Share it with Grandma. Also, please go out there and listen to all tool material, all Perfect Circle material. Go ahead and just buy it all off of Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is you get your music from. Because let's be real, these are great musicians, wonderful artists, and they are extremely talented. Yeah, yeah. It's I can't say enough about I agree with you on everything so right so we, we yeah. just keep agreeing and where where can people find us jeremy uh they can find us you can find us on thealbumargument.com uh socials right twitter facebook sometimes we do instagram maybe uh, I haven't really updated. Maybe Instagram. haven't done Instagram. So we're we're too old for Instagram. For I don't get Instagram. I don't, I don't do, understand it. I don't have a personal one. I don't get it either. So backtrack. Just yeah. find us on Facebook because hey, we're old and Twitter. We're old. Uh, and uh, so through those, there's a link to you know thealbumargument.com. There's a link to the Spotify playlist that has this album and every album going back to album number one, Kid A, your favorite. Blech. And uh, that's a Spotify playlist again. And so, yeah, click and find us, contact us through any of the socials or yeah. through the Linktree contact form. Coolness. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody out there. Please join us again next week as we discuss another really cool, awesome record. This one's kind of an oldie but a goodie. Yes. All right. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. <laughs>